Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn podcast. Come on, we need some high energy. Come on now. I am the great and powerful mystery as I top out the mic. That's what I like to hear, brother. I am... Wait, I had a good one. Now oh I forget. Gosh. Dang it. I am. Oh, I'm live action J. Yay, 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 yay. No, why? Come on, high energy. Come on, high energy. I am high energy. Oh, I don't my. even have a thing now. All right, and that's Emily. Moving I'm just on. Josephine. Right. Today, we are discussing the headless horror of Braxton County. Oh, headless oh, horror. Man. The headless horror. Yeah. Braxton County. Braxton County. Who else, who else comes from Braxton County? Ooh, Braxy? the Flatwoods monster. Mm-hmm. I think they're both in the same county. I may have just lied. We'll find out together. Hmm. Stay tuned on this week's episode, Cryptids of the Corn. Of cryptids in the wrong place. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Grafton. It's just a town hmm. lying out in the northern central region of West Virginia is the town of Grafton. <gasps> West Virginia. Which is a quaint, quiet town, just like many others dotting the area. Once a booming, prospecting railroad and coal mining town, Grafton is said to be the birthplace of Mother's Day. Really? I looked it up, and it's true. How did that... Okay, can we explore that a little bit? How'd that come to be? Uh, Basically, it was like... I think it was... I think it might have been the coal union that really, like... I think that partially they wanted another day off. But partially, like, <laughs> they work so hard, they, they want to celebrate their mothers. Yeah. So there you go. Mother's well, that's Day. nice. Grafton, West Virginia, is the home of Mother's Day. Wow. See, the, the, the Appalachian people, they just really know what's important. So, and it also possesses much historical architecture from the era, hmm. which, along with its rural, forested setting, makes for a charming little spot. However, it is also an unamensing piece, or, sorry, Unimmensing. I don't know what that means. Professional podcasters. Peaceful place not known for making headlines. But in 1964, this would change. Stepping out from the shadows in far beyond known reality to terrorize this little hamlet. Hmm. Something happened in 1964. Anybody got a guess? The Grafton Monster. You're not really supposed to guess. I was going to say, like, two bums were fighting. and uh, <laughs> Two bums fighting. <laughs> bum fight! Yeah, it was the beginning of bum fights. And one of them got hit by two by four. That's defiance. I know, I was being funny. Okay, at around 11 p.m., June 16th, 1964, Robert Cockrell, a reporter for the J- Grafton Sent- Sentinel. What's so funny about that? We're about to kick you off the episode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Was driving home from his office uh, downtown, River, or yeah, down Riverside Drive, like he did every other day. But as he passed from around a bend, 
there would be uh, uh, quite the odd and inexplicable sighting awaiting for him in this dark stretch of the road. There in the illumination of his headlights was what he, what he thought was a huge boulder, somehow obstructing the road, or right on this, or right on his side of the road, and partially into the grass. So it's just a massive object, look like a rock. Yeah, which is kind of sitting on his side of the road, partially on the road, on the grass. Cockrell was baffled because he traveled this down this road all the time. He was just there earlier today, and the boulder was not there. Mm. And it took him a few a uh, few seconds before he realized it was some sort of massive living creature. Cockrell slowed down to peer out the window at it. He could see whatever it was stood an estimated seven to nine feet tall, was very wide and muscular, and did uh, and did appear to have smooth skin that looked slick like that of a seal. The hulking abomination then moved. Cockrell stepped on the gas to go <laughs> to speed away in fright, not really able to process what he had just seen. Hmm. When he got home, he excitedly called some friends and told them what he had seen, and then or then said that they should go out there and look for it. They went to the spot armed and ready to encounter the creature, but they found only crushed grass and no sign of it, not even footprints. They started fanning out and, and gabbing it at the night, or yeah, gabbing at the night with their flashlights in search of it. When suddenly there was an eerie whistling sound that uh, peered through the air. They would later claim that the spooky whistle seemed to follow them around as they tried to determine its source, and it was enough to creep them out, or enough to creep them out into leaving. Cockrell would sit. On his uh, sights for, or sit on his sighting for a few days, wondering if he would tell any more people. Uh, finally, he like wrote a short article about it for his newspaper. Hmm. He didn't think anyone would really pay any attention to it. At best, they would just laugh it off. And but what he did, or what he didn't expect, was for all hell to break loose. Oh, so he just started off a chain so, of yeah. events. Sorry, everybody at home. That was rough reading. But yeah, so he sees this thing. And it really hasn't done anything mm-hmm. at this point, but it was humongous. It was only like nine feet tall at the biggest, but it was like eight feet wide. Yeah. So it what? was really like rock shaped. Its shoulders were pretty much as wide as it was tall. Mm-hmm. It's, it was four limbed and it walked on its arms as well as its legs. Oh, okay. Okay. S- smooth skin like a seal. Right. Yeah. Slimy or glistening. Hmm. It's not a normal thing. Like when we were thinking about a lot of people put this as a Bigfoot thing. Which we'll, we'll get to later. Doesn't really get check any Bigfoot boxes. It depends on which description you really go with, which artist and interpretation. Okay. To me, it does not hit Bigfoot. Yeah. It does. He had another cryptid we've covered. We've covered already. Mm-hmm. You have to think way back. Don't worry, you'll get it. Was that the lonely seal in Florida? <laughs> or a whale? Was, a whale. It was not Pinky. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You threw me off. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're on. You got to take a break from episodes. Uh, Probably. When word of the incident, so once again, he put it in this newspaper. He didn't. So he was the editor for the newspaper. He didn't think anything would come of this sighting. Yeah. If anything, he thought some people would get some laughs out of it. And he right. Just wanted to tell somebody. When word of the incident got out, though, there were a deluge of people coming from all over the region to look for the Grafton monster. 
mostly groups of rowdy armed young men, but people of all ages went trespassing around the town's surrounding woodlands, armed with everything from rifles and pistols, knives, crowbars, baseball bats, even pitchforks and gasoline. Mm, the classics. <laughs> Plus gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, it was absolute chaos. And many of these uh, franchisees would-be monster hunters would report seeing the thing for themselves, some even firing widely, at, or, uh, firing widely out into the night at it. An article in uh, in the Grafton Sentinel on June 19th, 1964, would say this surreal scene. So this is the article verbatim. Okay. So whatever it says, good luck. This is the newspaper article yeah. that he posted? Uh, no, no, no. This is after the... Oh, after the, the, the searches. and happening. Yes, yeah. okay. The Grafton's alleged monster reported to pers- uh, reported the personification of an article of an active imagination of a number of teenagers couldn't have shown up in Riverside Drive area if it wanted to on Thursday night. Too many teenagers and adults were roaming around this section of town. At approximately 10 p.m., it was reported that cars were almost bumper to bumper along Riverside Drive, and a large number of cars were pulled off the road, permitting joints in the area of most popular event in recent years. Monster hunting. So, so basically, they're saying that this is not the first time in West Virginia monster hunts have happened. Right, yeah. Well, flat, you know, Braxy and stuff like that. Well, West Virginia is home to like... A lot of weirdies. Oh, yeah, that's so an this, understatement. This is, this is a group of people who are already prone to these monster hunts. Mm-hmm. So some 20 reports from persons allegedly seeing the monster have been quoted since Tuesday night when the all-white creature without a discernible head was reported seen near the city rock quarry. Wednesday night, about 30 teenagers engaged in a monster hunt. But by Thursday night, the number of teenagers has doubled and the number of adults joined in the action. So that's it for that first news article. Hmm. The town was gripped in hysteria for a time. The police were going around trying to disperse the crowds. In the meantime, Cockrell went about interviewing others who had claimed to have seen the creature. All of them described the same thing, saying it was 8 to 10 feet tall, broad shoulders, covered in slick hairless skin that was white or light gray in color and the head either being non-existent or very small Mm -hmm. and tucked in to the body one witness would tell cockerel that he had seen the monster more than uh, than more than one occasion that's what he would say once again a quote i've seen the creature called the grafton monster several times when i was a young man and it is very real my first encounter was with my father cutting wood when he finished, we were loading the uh, loading the truck when our two dogs started barking. We stood there and listened. Something was walking, getting close. My dad told me to get the gun out of the cab. He carried a double barrel 10 gauge uh, with a zero-out buck shot. When it, whatever it was had picked up its pace and continued towards us. All we knew for sure is it was big and it wasn't scared of us. The dogs it wasn't scared of us or the dogs and the chainsaws. It stopped about 50 to 55 yards from us in the trees. And went quiet. My dad pulled both hammers back and stood in front of me. Told me to be ready. The next thing that happened, I'll never forget. It stepped out, looked at us, took three strides in our direction, turned, and walked back into the tree line. That was the first sighting of the beast, and I'll never forget it. My second counter was about two months later, at night, fishing alone. I spotted him on the opposite bank, and I got the hell out of there. Hmm. So at this point, monster hunts everywhere. People are saying they've seen this thing in the area for a long time. Yeah. 
hasn't done anything. Nothing. Yeah, it hasn't killed anyone or hurt anyone. Mm. Yeah, but they're still saying they're still afraid of it, right? Oh yeah, everybody's terrified. Yeah, it kind of sounds like you're right. I, I mean, I don't. I'm not getting Bigfoot vibes, but I'm getting more like a, um, almost like ogrey vibes. You know, like mm. classic. That's is that what it is? It I been, know. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what the vibes I'm getting, like a little whittling creature, you know? It's. I went with another one, but you'll see. Okay. Ogre's a good pick, though. Yeah. That's, I'm thinking like like the Lord of the Rings, kind of like ogres, like or, you know, beasts like that. Something. I'm going to connect it to our, well, wait, we're going to connect it to another cryptid and another folklore we just talked about on a different episode. Okay. So this connects to two episodes. Okay. So I'm glad we waited this long to do Grafton Monster. Yeah. So, the police would launch their own investigation and find no evidence at all of such a beast. Surprise, surprise. Mm. One of the... The only time the police have ever found something that they went out the next day and said, nope, it was just a big iguana. Right, yeah. Or a weather balloon. Or a sandhill crane. No, neither of those were police. Uh, still, uh, authority. Authority, not police. There we go, yeah. The only one the police ever found was the fro- Love and Frogman, and they said it was a iguana. iguana that was loose in March in Ohio for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And then they shot it and burned the body. No evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stupid iguana. Yeah. So, yeah, they found no evidence of the beast, eventually writing it off as basically an overactive imagination in pranks, even going so far to say that the whole thing had been sparked by the misidentification of nothing more than a per- a push a person pushing a hand cart piled high with boxes. What? You thought the Sandhill Crane and the weather balloon was bad. They, the police claim that the, the original sighting of this super wide, tall, armed creature, the slimy skin, was a person pushing a cart full of cardboard boxes. Through the woods? Or on the side of the road. I mean, oh, we've seen that. Yeah, okay. Because that's slimy. On the other side of a riverbank, uh, you know. Shh, baby bird, just take, <laughs> take the food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what they want you to do. <laughs> so, however, Cockrell insisted that his story was true. And he reached out to UFO researcher Gray Barker. After speaking with Cockrell the investiga- er, and investigating the area himself, Baker came to the conclusion that Cockrell was not only telling the truth, but that it was at all even stranger that uh, than or had already, it was all stranger than it already had seemed. Mm. He found that not only had various people been seeing this creature since before or way before Cockrell had ever had his encounter, but that many of the sightings also came in the meantime or then were mentioned in the ufo phenomena in close proximity to the incident so this means either hmm. they had ufo activity before or after yeah or kind of have that same thing with bigfoot right yeah around the same time the same and poltergeist true yeah it's all connected uh one such report came from a witness who said and one, this is a quote again so forgive me i saw the monster near the river early in the morning it saw me and instantly froze it did not move. I was fishing at the time and left all my gear there and started to run away. As I ran, I turned and I saw that it, too, turned away and started running off. As I got near my truck and began opening the door, I heard a whooshing sound and a bright light appear above the tree line. I drove off and got my gear two days later. Hmm. So, yeah. Once again. Orbs. He never seen anything. He just heard the Okay, I thought you said he's seen bright light. Oh, he's seen bright light, but I'm assuming like a flash. Not okay. Like, I guess in my head, I imagine orbs. Like, yeah, not oh, quite whoosh. an orbs. I think he just seen like a flash and then the whoosh. Okay. 
Ooh, so it could be like a UFO or something. Mm-hmm. Baker became convinced the creature and UFOs were linked and would extensively uh, write up articles on that the mysterious, uh, on the all things that mysteriously would never see the light of day in print. Also, uh, also odd is that years after Cockrell himself would suddenly and inexplicably retract his entire, I know I can't read, <laughs> would okay. suddenly and inexplicably re, uh, retract his entire original report, despite the fact that he had until, or he had until that always remained adamant that what he seen was true and that he knew what he had seen. Yeah. So he retracted his report many a year later. He retracted it? Yeah. Mm. And no, he didn't explain why. Oh, okay. Uh, this unpublished article and the sudden retract had led to a whole tale uh, furthering into the bizarre by sparking theories that the two had been intended into, or intimidated into brushing it all away in an effort to erase the incident from history. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of questions raised here. What happened to the, or what happened out there in Grafton? What did Cockrell see? And if it was a delusion, then why did many others see it too? Was there a link to the UFO phenomena? If there was, is it or if it was even real, then what was it? Under and I have a whole list of other stuff. Like what it could be yeah, or something. I'm okay. Talk about that. Hmm. So, so this is this like all the sightings basically? Is it was it just like during this little not flat like a flap? Was this? A flap? There's been a few. Yeah. So that was the flap. So there's been a few before and after. So okay. it was always kind of seen the area. The one I seen was like 20 or 30 years before the the big 62 flap. So in the 40s. Nothing before hmm. the 40s, it seems like, though. Okay. Which fits a lot of West Virginia cryptids. Yeah, ain't that weird? It's not. Well, I know, but it's not because Ow. it's West Virginia. But ain't it weird how it's like West Virginia and parts of Ohio, it's just like during this time period. It's almost like the events of Stranger Things happened on the Ohio River. Ain't that weird? I don't, mm. It's not weird. Um, oh, I mean, we might be. Mothman episode three. Mothman, Mothman episode three. Get that if you want to get that reference. Um, that's where you find it. <laughs> that's where you find it. <laughs> but no, so yeah. One guy sees a cockerel, sees it. He tells his friends, they go out and hunt it. They don't find nothing. Then he kind of sits on it for a couple days, and he's just like, I'll, you know, I'll put it in the paper and just see, because he was the paper editor. Yeah. And then it blows up. And then for years, he doesn't retract any of his statements, says what he's first seen. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, he's like, nope, it was all a hallucination. That's what he claimed it was. Not that a, he made it up, but it was delusion. just a delusion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it was like he's forced to say that, I, I would think. It just sounds like he was forced. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think of the story? Give some meaningful insight. Prove you deserve the seat. Meaningful insight. Um, yeah. I don't know. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> oh, I still think, like, oh, I'm getting I- ideas of what this could be, but... um. Are we getting there? That are we ready for that part yet? So I'll give you my list of possibilities. Okay. Bigfoot that gets brought up a lot. That's not my yeah. It's not my thought. It's just on the list. Mm-hmm. Interdimensional being. So okay. put in the realm of Mothman and that. Yeah. I see that. Government experiment. Ooh, that's exactly what Somebody I was thinking. Somebody think some people think it was a government super soldier. Yeah, like a hybrid. No, just like like a, a like, human that was roided like. 
had genetic experiments done on him right unlock certain parts like, of his dna like Captain America? that's that's what i mean like they, they hybridized it maybe more like with, the hulk yeah yeah okay. like they could have hybrid hybridized it with other dna of other things to create a super soldier and i don't think just you, you don't you don't need the hybridization you just enhance the DNA or something? You just unlock certain things. Certain features? Yeah, you, you just basically flip switches in your DNA. Mm-hmm. Which you we can do. To, yeah, you don't need to hybridize nothing to get mm-hmm. to this point. Hmm, okay. I just think you're adding an extra step. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You talking about the CRISPR machine? You, that's way beyond that. You can do this way simpler than that. Oh, okay. Uh, aliens. That he is either the pet or the henchman or the... The, the worker of whatever species was using him, mm. where he is the interdimensional, or the, the interstellar species. Then this is a kind of an interesting one. A golem, oh. or a topa. Yeah, okay. Like somebody made this thing. Yeah. Like a, like a golem, because golems are supposed to be these big hulking things made of clay. Right. In Jewish folklore. Okay. Interesting. Ooh. So let's, let's, let's dive at each one of these at a time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Bigfoot. I'm ruling that one out immediately. There's not a lot here that says Bigfoot to me. Oh, well, even even before we get into what, like, do you think this thing really, do you think this really happened? I do. I do think it. So you believe his original statement, everything? Yes. And you don't believe it was just a delusion? Yeah, I did. I thought the Grafton Monster was 100% fake before this episode. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I think this, it seems like it really happened. Mm-hmm. Emily? I think it happened. Okay. So, so Bigfoot, we're not thinking at all. Yeah, I'm going to rule that out because, I mean, the smooth skin and, like, the proportions, yeah, it's big, but, like, how wide it was, no one's ever described a Bigfoot as being a boulder blocking the road. You know what I mean? Now, I left two off this list. Two explanations? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? One is our good old friend, the Ohio River Octoman. Oh, gotcha, Yes. It was seen as a big, massive blob in the river mm-hmm. that was kind of bipedal, smooth, greenish-gray skin, and a kind of a mass. So the Grafton monster has always been kind of described as not really having normal biology. It looks more like it's messed up. Hmm, like a hodgepodge? Like, no, like a lot of, like, almost scarring and stuff like that. Oh, like okay. Chunks of skin missing. Hmm. Like, it's been through the ringer. Yeah. Hmm. And like like it escaped and they tried to wrangle it back and it still just fought through all or of Or they're its... using it for bullets, like bullet testing. Ooh, okay. Make a humungali for that. Ooh, a what? A humungali or humungius. What do you mean? It's... I don't know what that is. A homunculus? Yeah. It's like a golem or a tulpa, but it's made of flesh. Oh, okay. So they would shoot it? It was kind of a joke, but yeah. Oh, okay. They just... A homunculus is like a, a big flesh puppet. And then like, shot it for experimental reasons. You see or something? how it would react with bodies yeah. without having to kill a bunch of cows. Oh, okay. That's really tough. But the High River Octoman kind of fits the same description. Yeah. Didn't really do nothing to nobody. Was seen for uh, like a week and then disappeared. Just existed, yeah. Oh, and the Ohio River. I mean, it's right there. Pretty uh, fairly close. Have to ch- I mean, still, same river, right? 300 miles. But still, you can move that far on a river mm-hmm. in a day. So, do you remember who else? Emily wasn't here for this episode. Hmm. Was it early? No, it was their phenotype genotype episode that, has, oh. that may have not come out yet. <laughs> you okay? Because uh, time travel... Oh, no, this is Patreon, so it doesn't matter. This for, is not Patreon. We just did Patreon. Well, we're doing this as an extra for Patreon because it's going to be short. Oh, okay. Uh welcome patreon yeah i said that at the beginning 
I don't think he did. Oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> this is for Patreon. Okay. Uh, what was I saying? Now you threw me off. The well, other thing that was in the phenotype genotype episode. Is that these reported Sasquatches are just mountain monsters. Like, literally, like, the guys that live on top of the mountain that run the whole big area. Yeah. Maybe this is that. Not directly a Bigfoot, but a humanoid-like creature. Mm-hmm. Or a mountain troll. That's the other one I was going to call it. When you said ogre, I was thinking troll. Troll, yeah. Same difference, kind that, of. This like, is the thing that there's not many of them. They are humongously hulking. Yeah. And they kind of run an area. Hmm. They're just like in, uh, like you said earlier, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Like, what if, like the, what if the world really was like that? And then there's these remnants that's just made it, still made it. Living in, like, caves and stuff. So those are the other kind of cryptid things we've covered that kind of match it. Yeah. The mountain the mountain trolls is what we called them in our phenotype-genotype episode. Mm-hmm. And that's what it reminded me of a lot, is a mountain troll. Yeah. I can I can get along with that idea and that thought. What about interdimensional being? Hmm. The only thing that kind of gives me to, that I could fall in onto that is, like, the, the thing where they saw the flash of light or the wishing sounds or... I don't know if it's too many reports of it actually, like, you know, kind of, it's here one second and then it's just gone. Well, same with the Mothman. They didn't get a lot. We went interdimensional being with the Mothman. Oh, true. True, true, true. Just doesn't have that feel. I don't know. My gut saying no. Okay. Government experiment. This one I like. Yeah. I think this one could be a possibility. Escapee or something? Mm-hmm. Like a big meat sack kind of joel Bing. Tom. yeah a reference to joel thomas hi joel hi joel didn't list the patreon but that's okay <laughs> that's okay he's in spirit hi joel no i can definitely this may have been a man yeah at one point mm-hmm. or, it still technically is i guess uh, soul's still in there you think oh so you think there's soul still in there yeah soul's not genetic i uh, see i don't i think it could be like a government experiment where they created a human being like from scratch which wouldn't have a soul. I think it would. Like I don't think it's that choice. Hmm? Like they did with the sheep. Dolly the sheep, yeah. See, I, th- I do think you get a soul no matter what. I don't I think, think they so. remove it. I think if you were created and not like created by, you know, ways of God, I guess, like you're just created in a lab. Like, I'm saying they probably didn't put a sperm and an egg together, then grow a human that way. They just like cloned, you know, a person likes DNA that they manipulated and developed it it's it's there it's a being it has thoughts but it doesn't have a soul behind it it's just a a a walking living creature basically but without a soul like you and i have Hmm. alien Hmm. i could kind of get behind this one this is the one i put the most stock in alien because Mm -hmm. then i think not anderson uh extraterrestrial alien i guess i'm not from here alien not from here okay so interdimensional being but like mothman no more like injured oh okay okay hmm see i was getting more behind your mushroom theory with this one like upper atmospheric thing well like this is they're using it to grab the people for them that way they're spending less energy oh like to a little plant their seeds a foot soldier yeah that's a hell of a soldier hmm but I'm just saying, what if they created them so they don't have to go through the troubles of picking everybody up that they want? You'd need one hell of a soldier too, so it, you know it's possible. See, I'm going, I'm going interdimensional being mm. as an alien, like uh, smart. Yeah, like because uh, this really, he really is similar to the uh, Pasagula alien abduction incident. Mm. 
where they had big, thick rhino-like skin. Hmm. They were really different too, but they had some similarities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, well, this one, yeah, it has smooth skin though. Most most alien things like that, it's like that bumpy, rough skin, like mm-hmm. reptilian type. Because he may have just got out of the pond when he seen him. He just looked wet. Oh. Okay. Possibly. Golem. Um. Maybe. Maybe. Isn't so Hilljack is creating a big clay golem. Well, it doesn't have to well, be. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not. Because blue clay. Uh, yeah. And like Appalachia has a really deep history, especially in West Virginia. And whether or not there's people, you know, there's people living in those mountains for, they were untouched basically by other people for so long. And who's to say that they didn't have their own like little forms of magic or mysticism that they, they knew and stuff like that. Or what if someone just, like, someone that knew that stuff and w- worked their way into that region and started practicing these kinds of things? You know what I mean? And this could be a result of that. Mm. Like some uh, Jewish mysticism man, priest, rabbi, guy. I don't know, I mean, I'm using all the wrong terms here, but... I think rabbi is... I think rabbi is right. It's close. Golems are specifically with Judaism. Right, exactly, yeah. But, or, but it could be... A, it could be like a golem-like creature from another religion, right, too. I'm not saying that other religions yeah. can't produce one. I'm just saying right. the word golem the word golem, yeah. specifically talking about the Judaism creature. Right. And who's to say, like, some someone that with that knowledge didn't... What's their religious text called? What? The Quran? The, is it, no, or is it the Kabbalah? Uh, um... They have a long chapter in there about how to make golems. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 there's a lot... Like, Jewish mysticism is pretty uh, interesting. There's a lot oh, to the it. the Torah. The Torah, Torah, that's right. Yeah, what are we talking about? I don't know. We don't, obviously, we don't know the much. The Quran is um, Muslim. Muslim, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't rule that one out. Because I think magic is real, you know. Especially- yeah, we, we talk about it a lot. Magic's real. There's just always comes the price. And yeah. Golems and Judaism, they talk about the price. Mm-hmm. Is it a lot of times that... The golem always gets out of control before you just if you don't destroy it in time. Mm-hmm. I thought the Quran was Islamic. Oh yeah, Islam. Muslim. Right. Well, Muslims Islam, right? Don't Muslims Muslims practice? We're not Islam? religious figures. Yeah, clearly, so I'm I'm brotherhood. So yeah, let's. It's not brotherhood. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to claim anything. <laughs> and I know nothing. So. So what are you putting it as, Jay? So you had to pick one. I have to pick one. If you had to pick one, what would your your most likely one be? I think a escape government experiment. Hmm. M? I'm thinking the mushroom <sighs> alien helper. Actually, I take mine back. What are you going with? Jack? I do think it was like an ogre, some like ancient creature. You going troll? Troll ogre, yeah. Some some ancient remnant that was that lives underground that worked its way up to I'm the going surface. Going alien. You're going alien. We hmm. all fell in different ways, and I thought we were all going to fall. Yeah. Before did we... you think we were going to fall? I thought Jay was going to go alien or interdimensional. And I didn't know what you were going to do. You're a wild card every time. Woo! So I'm going to tell you some, before we go and end this short episode, I'm going to give you the example of some media that uh, the Grafton Monster has made itself into. Okay. So it is in the Fallout game that takes place in Appalachia. Oh, okay. As one of the legendary cryptids to hunt. Yeah. What's it? What's it look like on that? Is it kind of similar to it's this pretty, description? Yeah, it's so the the Stanley Gaster is in there as well, and the Stanley mm-hmm. Gaster looks nothing like it's supposed to look like. Oh, okay. Uh, the Grafton Monster is a hundred percent what it's supposed to look dead like. dead on. Yeah. Okay. A hulking boulder-like, smooth-skinned mm-hmm. beast. And it has been. Oh. Oh. 
I have one more thought too. I, mm-hmm. We didn't really touch upon at the beginning of this episode. We called it the headless horror. Mm-hmm. Now, did they? Uh, how many sightings were seen as headless? About fifty percent. So it's half and half. So do you think it was just had like the big shoulders and its head was like kind of set in its body? I don't body? think it had a head, personally. You think it completely headless? I think it may have eyes and it's like what we'd call a chest or in between its shoulders. So like a blemmy type thing. Or like a Mothman. Mothman didn't have a head? No, well, remember it was kind of like, it didn't look, it just looked like one piece. Oh, okay. I'm thinking, I'm feeling more like blemmy. Maybe. I don't get that as much. That it's not like that down low. I think like where it's, I think it has optics at the top of that that crest. Well, not all the. Also, too, not all the blimmies had their heads like for faces down that low. Some of them were right at the top of their shoulders. Then maybe maybe and, like that then. And it looked like pretty much a person with their head just. So the Grafton monster right did not look like a person. Right, but it had the. It walked on its leg. It walked oh, on its yeah. arms and stuff mm. like that. But I wonder if too like more like a uh, halfway between a gorilla and an elephant. Right, yeah, I see what you're saying. Not yeah. very humanoid whatsoever. But I wonder Humanoid's if that's a very loose ter- ter- you know, right. really loose term. I wonder if that blimmy like model though, you know, could fit with this though. With having its head, we'll say in quotes, down into its chest or, you know, its upper chest. Hmm, I don't know. Interesting. Very interesting. Could be proof of blimmies. So the last one I have for you, which is very special to us now. Is it has been a reoccurring character in the Mountain Monsters series. The Grafton Monster? Yes. Oh, you're saying for the media. Okay. Yes. Great. Oh, so, so they had its own episode, episode three, hmm. season one. Yeah. It reappeared, I believe it was season three. Ooh. And it had a really big part to play in season six. Interesting. So everybody, Mountain Monsters is a fun show if you take it for what it is. Yeah. Do not take it as like a documentary. Right. Then you'll think it's stupid. It's more like a fun way to share the stories, right? Exactly. Yeah. It at least gets info out there because like they have yeah. cryptids like I never heard of Spearfingers. Yeah. They don't. They they obviously change up the folklore behind it for fits the story. Mm-hmm. I would have never heard of it. So it's very interesting. Enjoy the show for what it is. Do you think there's anyone on that show that we could get to come on and pick their brain about? We're working on that. Hint, hint, wink, wink, Patreon. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint, wink, wink. I'll tell them in the group meeting. All right. But so, is a group meeting? Wait until... Yeah, remember I did it last week? Wait no, until this... I wasn't there. Wait until this episode airs before you mention it. Mm-hmm. Let, them, let them tickle this, their fancies This episode a comes bit. out next week. Yeah. Two so, kind of shorts for them. So, yeah, save it. Save it for this. Uh, and this is a, a taste of season three. Oh, okay. For, so... There's big changes coming for season three. We're halfway through season one, the week we record this. Or season two. two halfway say. through season two, the weekend we record this. Uh, so the Wednesday's episodes will still either be interviews, full-length interviews. Uh, I think we're going to cut back on the interviews kind of hard just because it's really hard time-wise for us. I mean, we'll get as much as we can get. Yeah, but, but it's like it's tough. You know, it's tough, especially with we're doing more next year. Yeah. We're doing a lot more. Yeah. So interviews, and I'll just tell everybody that wants to come on the show that it's like... It'll be spaced out. Yeah. But then you'll Wednesdays will start being kind of mixed in with these like 30 to 40 minute episodes. Like these cryptids, like the Grafton Monster, I love it. I could have stretched it. We could have stretched it out for an hour, but it's just going to, it's going to be, you're going to feel it be stretched. Yeah. I don't think, and two, I don't think we really stretch too many. I don't think we stretch no. stuff out. No, but I'm just saying if we yeah. trying to put if we tried, yeah into an hour, it'd be tough. It would be, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, like. 
There's not much meat on that bone. Yeah, it just so I wanted so that way we can still get to the small cryptids. Right. Yeah. That maybe have one or two sightings Mm -hmm. and still have fun with them. Mm -hmm. Like you're a. We'll save it. We'll save it. Never mind. I've only said it 150 times on the show. I know, but I'm saving it this time. What if I told you it's 100 made up and it was a trick all along for the next fact and fake? Ooh, that would be an elaborate, long con, the long play. Oh, I have been. No way. What? Don't forget. There's also the Facebook giveaway and the Graham giveaway. Yes. And at this point, maybe the Patreon giveaway we're going to talk about here in one minute after recording. Possibly. All right, guys. I've been the Great and Powerful Mystery. I've been Jay. I've been Juno. Together we'll create the Scorn Podcast. Have a great day. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical.